Alright, so we back. I guess for part two of, 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 of Brandy here on the radio and her daughter was say hello. Hi. Well, you're a rebel, ain't you? Yeah, I said say hello and she said hi. No, I'm just kidding. Won't you get a chair and come here and join us? You're a chicken. Yes. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> just get a chair and sit here. And you ain't got to say nothing. She gets that from her daddy. Did you remember? Yeah. He wouldn't let us get married. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm still mad at him. Yeah, I'm trying to get y'all married. You try to get y'all I'm married on the radio. I'm I'm gonna, I was going. I was going to marry y'all on the radio. I'm telling you. He's chickened out. Now you see where she gets it. Well, just just sit right there. You ain't got to say nothing. Yeah. She's trying to get. Well, we gotta have the door shut. Yeah. So you gotta come on in. Okay, okay. Yay, she's in the studio. <laughs> but I mean you could brought the chair, she could have screwed it over you see it so you wouldn't have to stand, but that's okay, that's athletic. That, that, that's good to be standing. Alright, so you had another Bible verse. I see you got a lot of things more. The first one was there in Romans one. Uh and, and, and where where where's the next one at? Well, truth be told, if anybody that wants to sit down and Really read twenty three all the way to chapter two. It really just to me it says a lot about the world we're living in today. It does. I mean it, it all the way breaks it down all the way. And just in case somebody's just tuned in, mm -hmm. tell them your guest is there. Tell them what 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 you hear about. What do you tell them? Basically, what I'm here for is I spent the past almost eleven years of my life living openly in the world as a lesbian. Uh, my children live that life. I live that life. And for the past almost seven years, I've been back with my husband. Amen. Amen. And we just redid that. Yeah. June the fourth. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I, and where's the next Bible verse you want to go to? Um, actually, that's going to be in Romans chapter eight. And now, for those y'all that haven't listened, we went uh, Leviticus chapter eighteen. We did Romans chapter 1, and now we're in Romans chapter 8. That was it? Chapter 8. Okay. Basically, this one kind of speaks more along the lines of after I got saved, really just kind of looking back and realizing that you cannot still be saved. I, I mean, you just, you can't. If you are, you're not doing it right. That's right. basically the way I look at it. It says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is entity and enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but you are in the Spirit. Indeed, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. Amen. Now, that word that you've seen up there that said uh, enmity, you have to understand what enmity is enmity uh just simply explain have you ever met somebody that they never said a word to you, you just didn't like them when they walked in the door but that's like enmity you know it's like some people are born not liking snakes they just naturally hate snakes well that's the snake ain't never did nothing to you but you i mean you know that was that's from the garden of eden but, but god said he put enmity between us and the serpent but so what that passage is saying is that people that are in the flesh 
the Bible says in John chapter 3 that the dark hated the light. So when you went back to those people and they said you wasn't gay enough or you wasn't actually gay, yeah. you know, that was enmity. They 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 seen a, a, the Lord in you. They seen a light in you. And so they had a natural division between you and them. They immediately disliked you because you wasn't one of them again. And the Bible tells us that when we get saved, we should expect persecution. It's supposed to happen. If they persecuted him, they're going to persecute us. And, and a lot of people go through that. Uh, you know, like when they get saved, those they used to drink with, oh, you a holy roller, you a Bible thumper, you know. So you can expect when you get saved, and, and, and unless, unless you're fallen, and, they, and you're still drinking, well, you know, they're not going to say nothing to you, but if you go to them and you say, look, I can't drink no more. Uh, I can't live like this. I love you. You're still my brother, but I just can't be. When I got saved, I never disrespected. I never broke off my friendship with any of my drinking buddies. I just couldn't go to their house and they couldn't come to my house because the first uh, bit of time I knew that I might still drink. I might still smoke weed. I might still take pills. You know, I knew that that on my own, I couldn't resist. But after a while of walking, it didn't bother me no more. So I, I've been into many houses with their own meth and, and, or smoking weed or drunk. And I go there to witness to them. And, and some of these fools got guns on their hips, you know, and they didn't shot the wall up. But I still go in there and talk to them because I know it's not going to tempt me. Right. And, and, you know, I go wherever I'm invited, whether it be invited to a church or invited to a drug house. I go in there and tell them about the Lord. And, and because, I mean, I've had people light up in front of me. They smoke a joint right there while I'm talking to them. And they're not offending me. They're going against God. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, it, when, you know, a lot of, I hear, you know, a lot of preachers, you know, uh, uh, say they disrespected him. And it is a disrespect. But for me, they're disrespecting God. I'm just a man. They don't realize, you know, when Jesus said, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. This man don't know what he's doing. When, he, when he's mocking me and, and, and lighting up in front of me, he's doing that to the kingdom of God, not to me as an individual. You know, so I'm trying to I'm trying to witness to him, but and I'm I'm hoping that when things like that happen, and we standing up for the Lord, that that plan. Because you have to be, you you have to be, be a Christian. You have to be strong. You have to go against the world. You have to go on with the world. Why is the gate uh, unrighteous? You know, why is everything accepted on this wide gate? Especially these days, it don't matter what you are, you're accepted. You can you can label yourself anything, and and, and people get mad at you if you if you don't use the proper pronoun. A lot of people I don't know. I look at them. I really don't know if they're a boy or a girl. So I don't even know. Just but I'm I'm respectful. I I even tell my children yes, ma'am and no, ma'am. My phone children. Because if you don't give respect, you don't get respect. So I want to respect this individual 
And several times I said yes, ma'am, and then after I say yes, sir, I don't know. I mean, I don't do it on purpose, but I just don't know what. Right. The, the, and that's the new look that more people are going for the look where you don't know what they are. They got they got a haircut and and, and you ain't got no idea what to call them. They, well, that goes against scripture also because it tells you you're supposed to clear with the bottom between the two. And, and you know one of the signs of one of the signs of the last times is found in Second Timothy chapter three. He said, "Know this in perilous times." Uh, men will be lovers of themselves, and, but one of them listed is the feminine, and that's men that are acting feminine. It's talking about transgender people right there. That's another word for being a transvestite. And they was doing it even in Paul's day. Paul has a scripture where he says it's a shame for a man to wear long hair. It wasn't talking about long hair like a man wore. These men was wearing long hair but putting curls in it and looking like women. Exactly. And that's what he was talking about. You trying to look like a woman. And so he's talking about these effeminate men. You know, and and so what's happening now isn't anything new. The only difference is the Bible is being fulfilled because it said in the last days the wrong will be right and the right will be wrong. And and right now a family, a husband, a wife and children are frowned upon more than a, 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 a transvestite or a homosexual. I mean, the news media is pushing that way of life because who's the devil's the prince of the airwaves? You know, he's the one that controls the media, and, and that's that's what my show is about. The Tell Me Something Good show because this is an awesome good thing that you've done. You have repented from. A life that would absolutely positively sent you to hell, and you've seen the error of your ways, and you're and, and now you're trying to plant good seeds. This is what a Christian does when you see that you've done wrong, even if you were homosexual, whatever your sin was, you repent from it. You never do it again. You admit it that those that those thoughts are not there no more. That's true repentance. True repentance ain't. I'm not going to drink. And then you drink again. And then you ask for forgiveness. You say, Lord, I repent. Then you drink again. If you'd have went back to that woman over and over and over, that wouldn't have been repentance. And see, we get caught up in that life, too. It, this is something I know from a fact from several people in the community that I knew. I have one in general that I went to school with. And she was she's German, raised Catholic, that kind of thing. And they have this mindset that it's okay as long as you're praying and you're asking forgiveness. But the part they forget, like you said, repent, turn away, don't go back. God's not going to keep forgiving the same sin over and over again if you're continuously repeating that sin. Mm-hmm. He says, it's okay, you're not learning your lesson. So we're going to move on to the next thing. But in, 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 in the book of Judges, it says over and over and over, every man did what he thought was right in his own mind. Right. And and unfortunately, you know, there's almost 400 million Americans. And so that almost means there's 400 million different Jesuses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We all got our, you know, you know, and I hate to say it that way, but, you know, the way you think heaven looks ain't the way I think heaven looks. But, you know, we, we, most people think, that it's majority of the United States church that I look at think it's okay to be in sin 
and have a prayer relationship with the Lord without repentance. And and, and I always, you know, John 9 31 says, For we know God hears those that worship him and does his will. And it says, For we know not. Let me get it right. Look up John 9 31 for me real quick. I got a brain cramp. I don't know how I can't remember that. Oh, for we know God hears not his sinners' prayers, but only those that worship him and do his will. That's it. I got it. You, you go ahead and look it up anyway. <laughs> I'm going to go there. <laughs> now we know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone does hear So you see that if you are non-repentant, if you're living in your sin, God's not hearing your prayers. See, that was something that I had spoke out to the guy that I had witnessed to at work. You know, he had no clue who I was. He had no clue what I had done, but I knew what he was. You know, there's just a certain distinctness to certain people. And so I didn't immediately say anything. I just openly said it. And he goes, I'm glad you knew because nobody else seems to know. I was like, teach their own, you know, but let me talk to you about something. You know, and I just started to ask questions and and basically he was telling me that he's praying, but he didn't understand. I said, honey, you do real repentance. Right. And he was like, really? I said, yeah. I said, you have to repent first. Amen. From there, then you can start to move forward. But if you've never repented and you've never, you know, acknowledged, hey, this is who I am, this is what I've done, how do you expect him to hear you? Exactly. You know, just keep in mind, the devil hears your prayers, too. He'll answer them. I said, are you praying out loud? And he'll, I tell you what, he'll answer them, too. He does, and that's what I told him. I said, a lot of what you've described to me is worldly. You know, mm-hmm. he's giving you what you've asked for. God doesn't give you what you ask for. He gives you what you need. That's right. You know, and, and, and he had it twisted. And I always, I always tell people, God ain't going to give you a wife that's ungodly, that's on drugs. Exactly. And she's going to, and you know, if you're a drug addict or if you've had problem with drugs in the past and, and you've overcome them and you're going to church and you're looking for a wife or a husband, he, God is not going to give you one that's on drugs. You are not a rehab. That individual will pull you down long before you pick them up. God's going to give you a woman or a husband that's saved in right. church and going to give you somebody that will that will help you in your in your ministry and help you serving the Lord. Right. Not someone that will bring division. Exactly. You know, not someone that will tear you down. And, and so you got to be aware that you know every good gift comes from above. So if this woman that comes to you or man is a, a saved child of God that come from God? But if it's of the, if they're not, you know, examine the fruit of this individual before you you, so you, you go off of, with them. You kind of just proved a, another point to that. You know, I got saved before Brad did. You know, because I gave myself. I knew what I was doing. I'd been saved and baptized at fifteen, but I obviously went the world's way because I didn't really fully understand all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I went backwards first. But then once I realized, hey, I got to get back on track, I got saved first. And then next thing I know, we were coming to church, what, I think two months. Yeah. And that's when Brad just, I mean, I felt it before it ever happened. It was amazing. I didn't realize what I was feeling, but there was just this this awesome all going on. And I'm like, what is this? You know, it makes your hair stand up. Amen. It's just crazy. 
And the next thing I know, he wanted to be not only saved that day, but he wanted to be baptized right then. And so now it made sense. Did, didn't we baptize him right there? He did. He got baptized right there in the pond. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> sure did. He, he went boot shoes and everything. He didn't care. Uh, <laughs> he did not care. And I mean, to this day, you know, that just made sense. You know, he couldn't allow us to be together if we weren't equally yoked. Amen. You know, we had to be on the same page. So now that kind of made sense as to how that worked. Amen. So that was really cool. Amen. It's amazing how when you start looking at God's work, you can kind of see him put yeah. it together. That's right. <laughs> it's like a puzzle for That's me. Right. Exactly. Did, did you have another Bible scripture? Um, not necessarily on these, other than, like I said, really Hosea is what really just, yeah. that's the one that I just, I wish people would just take that one more into consideration because I did not understand Christ's love until I not only read the book of Hosea, but there was actually a movie that we watched that broke it down into okay. like human form, you know, right. kind of gave you that understanding of what's really going on there. Cause it is a very short book, but there's a lot it, in it. Yeah. I mean, to put it into real life perspective, I mean, that was just amazing to me because it helped me to understand how Christ loves through how Hosea loved this woman. Right. You know, and, and it really gave me the understanding through my husband because I could see God's love for me through his eyes. Right. And it was just and you know he I mean, kept amazing. he kept buying Hosea back. Yeah, I mean, Gomer. Hosea yeah. kept buying Gomer back and bought, and he was mm-hmm. he was actually paying more than she was worth. Exactly. And, and but you you see that every time, and he said, "Show this Israel." Every time Israel would turn, God would redeem them. Right. And he was saying, "As you go buy Gomer back, I'm buying y'all back." And y'all played the whore against me by worshiping other gods. Exactly. And and so then ultimately, he paid way more than we was worth by the blood of Christ. None of us is worth one drop of the Christ of blood. I mean, it took the blood of a God. No longer was sheep and goats going to cover our blood, our sins. His blood forgives us. It don't cover us. It forgives us. And we were not worthy of God to die for us. He paid above, abundantly and above what we was worth. But yet we still play the whore. We're still, James chapter 4 calls us adulterers and adulteresses. Mm-hmm. Because Christ, God, Emmanuel in the flesh, God in the flesh, mm-hmm. come hung on a cross for our sins. And we still don't get saved or we still go to church and don't, truly repent, don't truly live for them. We still go to church shacking with you. You're fornicating with the one you bring in. No fear of God. You still go to church gospel. You still go to church lying. And you walk out the back of the door. The preacher preached his heart out. The preacher called out every sin he could think of and nobody went to the altar and repented and they just went out the door and it ain't the preacher's fault. And preacher, listen, I want y'all to hear me out there. Don't be mad at your preacher. If your preacher is hammering you on homosexuality, on drinking, on lying, on stealing, if he's hammering on you, he has to. Because if he don't preach on sin, the Holy Spirit can't convict you. If you're never told what you're doing is wrong and how wrong it is, you'll never feel the need to stop doing wrong. I got 
got one on that one. The whole time that we were together, she drove me to about three different churches. I hated it. The reason I hated it, she wanted acceptance through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I point blank told her, I said, if that preacher does not make me feel like I am just going to hell right now, then he's not doing his job. Oh, he ain't worth his salt. Yeah, I mean, she's, oh, but it was, awesome. no, it's not. If he's <laughs> not preaching to me, knowing what we are, mm -hmm. then he's not doing his job. He no. was called to convict. Right. He's not convicting me. She wanted acceptance. I wanted conviction. That's when the spirit started to move. From and, that moment on. And you know, even that's what she was doing. That That's even a sign of the end of the times. And mm -hmm. again, in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 4, it says that in the last days they will not endure sound doctrine. Mm -hmm. They will go around with itchy ears. They want a teacher or a preacher to tickle their ears and tell them everything's going to be okay. Oh, they got one right now. Yeah, that, There's one in particular that just... Oh, I wish you knew the truth. I really do. And and, and that there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of pastors that that I hate to say this, but there's a lot of pastors that are, are great preachers, mm -hmm. and 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 they can, they, they, I believe they're saved, but because of maybe because of the 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 deacons. Or maybe because of, of the the yeah the, the the I know a, the reason why I say that because I know a church where the deacon come up to the preacher and told him not to preach on mm -hmm. something, and he told him he was going to preach on that. He told him don't preach on that again. He preached on something that night, mm -hmm. and the deacon uh, basically he's the one who built the church. He feels like this is his church, and he's like got a lot of money. And he told that preacher, don't preach on that no more. Now, credit to the preacher, he quit. He said, you ain't going to tell me what to preach. Right. But a lot of a lot of preachers would have had to have stayed mm -hmm. because they got notes, they got car notes, they got wives, they got kids, they got insurance, they got bills. So a lot of preachers are restrained because they got to make a living. And, 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 and so I see why they do it, but at the same time, they're responsible to preach the truth Absolutely. about sin. And if they're not, I don't care what they're getting paid, they got to answer to God for not preaching the Absolutely. whole truth. You know, Absolutely. you got to preach the whole truth. You can't call nothing out. That's true. You know, and it will be better for them to preach the truth than lose everything they got. Than to stand before God and answer for why they, because they're 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 leading people in that church to make them think they're okay, and they sending them people to hell, Absolutely. because they're not preaching the whole word of God. And, and but 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 I give there's a lot of preachers that that they have small churches because they do preach the whole word well, of God. That's the reason and, we drive an hour to go to church. Yeah. I mean, Every one of them that we've been to locally within where we live, that was exactly what was happening. Uh, you know, the preacher was completely restrained. Or you could tell that he's he's wanting, but he just can't do it. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to be a part of something like that. You know, I uh, want to be someplace where the Lord's 
fully able to move. Yeah. You know, nobody's restraining the Lord because you can't. Yeah. You know, so let him do what he's going to do. Yeah. Now, now I, I'm, you know, I haven't been to every church, and I'm only talking about the ones that I've seen close to me. Right. I pray and hope there's some big churches somewhere where they they preaching the whole truth and everything about it. I hope so. so I don't want people to get the idea, you know, and and, and they, they there's a there's something I, I, I want to clarify because sometimes in my mind I know what I'm trying to say, but sometimes people don't get what I'm trying to say. When I'm speaking about the church, I'm not talking about the bride of Christ, the true church. And I believe they's part of the true church and every church that preaches Jesus Christ and crucified. When I'm speaking ill of the church, I'm speaking ill of those that are sinning in the building. The, the, the church is the bride of Christ, and I'm not speaking ill of the saved. I'm only speaking ill of the ones that when he said, not all that enters to say, to say, Lord, Lord, shall enter, because they was in church and didn't repent. You know, they got the, the virgins that didn't go. Uh, you know, Matthew 25, so they some sheep and goats. They're going to be parted. You know, not everybody that goes to church, the Bible talks about wheats and tares. Mm-hmm. You know, all throughout the ministry, all throughout the Word of God, they was Isaiah 1 talks about the remnant of Israel. Just a small part mm-hmm. of all of Israel was worshiping God correctly. So when when I talk about the church and I'm saying something that, that they come in to the church, I'm talking about the building. I'm not talking about the saints. I'm not talking about the bride of Christ because they're saved and forgiven. And a, a saint, a, a bride of Christ, a, a Christian, a disciple, wherever you call yourself, uh, we will make mistakes. But someone that's saved will not willfully sin. In other words, you'll make a mistake, but the mistake won't cause your family to have a divorce. The mistake won't put you back into the whorehouse. The mistake won't put you in the beer joint. The, mis- the mistake that a Christian makes w- would not uh, 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 put you in prison. You know, I go preach at the jails all the time, and you'd be surprised how many at Perry County and Forest County. And when, when, uh, I used to go to the prison, and, and, and I hope they uh, let us back in down there, but they'll say that the... the, the They'll be in these jails, and they'll be just locked up. They'll only be in there a week or two, and they'll say, I'm saved. And I'm thinking, well, are you in here for selling illegal Bibles? What are you in here for? For you preaching without a permit or something? What You know, you're in jail. How are you going to tell me you're living right for the Lord? You need to repent. If you're saved, you, sh- you need to be repenting right now. You made a big mistake. So the, the point being, those that are saved, they may make a mistake. But their mistakes are not costly. Now, in the eyes of God, sin is sin. Right. But there's a difference between uh, uh, there's a difference between uh, uh, a Christian overstepping their boundaries right. and and maybe gossiping about somebody, but it's not a habit. But they gossip one time, and that's a sin. Well, that's that that's a mistake. But the Christian ain't fitting to go get drunk and sleep around. Right. The difference is the conscience. Exactly. So yeah, and, and the Christian will repent from it. Right. The one that ain't, like I said a while ago, they come into the building, they come into church with no fear of God. Right. 
You know, so I always try to, I always, when I talk about the church, I hope people don't get confused and think I'm talking ugly about the bride of Christ, the ones that are doing right, the ones that are doing good, the ones that are trying. I'm not hammering on them. I'm talking about them that come in there drunk, got marijuana in their system, that you know, that that's partying that, and, and doing meth, and they walk in the church, and they lift in their hand, hallelujah, going to the altar, and go straight back out in that car, cut the the thumping music on the country music or whatever, and, and go straight back and hit hit the pipe or whatever, with no conscience of wrongdoing. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the ones I'm talking about when I'm talking. About. I ain't talking about the the preachers and and the, the church members that's doing right. You know. I got you. So, but yeah, but there there is a you know there, there there's a lot of, of people they got a homosexual church right here in Hattiesburg. And 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 she does the lady uh, that's on the the the, the, the preacher or the, the the priest I, I don't know what she wherever what she refers to herself as they do a good work they feed the homeless people and they do a good work but by the word of God not by me but by the word of God she is a non-repentive preacher and there is a lot of non-repentive preachers. That the preachers and we're promised that we're promised in the last day wolves and sheep's clothing. There's a lot of preachers that are in the pulpit that are alcoholics, that are fornicators, that that cheat on their wives, and and they man when they preach they get you to stand up, they get you to clapping. I'm talking about you get to run around the room, but at the same time they are wolf and sheep's clothing. And the kicker to all this, the reason she's winning people and we're not. She uses love. The wrong type of love, but she uses love. Mm -hmm. Her version of love is acceptance. Yeah. Christ's version of love is letting you know the truth. Yep. Amen. When you speak to these people, forget the fact that you have a personal feeling about it. Let that forget. Pray about it before you ever speak to them, because if you do not speak to these people with love, genuine Christ love. Amen. You are not going to win, not the first soul. Amen. You know, you've got to speak to these people as if this is your own, your own soul. Just just treat it as your own. Amen. Because if you do not speak to these people that way, that's one more she's won. Amen. That's exactly right. All right, look, we got we got, we got to pay some bills real quick. Uh, you going to stick around though, too? I can. I, I need about 45 minutes away. So, look, we're going to come back here in just a few minutes. Uh, but right now, i got to uh, uh, play a couple of songs and pay some of these bills. 